This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Hey there, Profiteers. Welcome back for episode number 130 of the Personal Profitability Podcast. As always, I am your host, Eric Rosenberg, and this week we have a very special guest. He's been on the show once before. I'm really excited to have him back, and that guest is none other than Harlan Landis. Now, Harlan has gone by some nicknames in the past. We get into that a little bit in this episode. I guess it's a little bit of a fun story about him, but in all seriousness, he has been an extremely successful personal finance blogger for more than a decade. He's one of a small group we call one of the godfathers of personal finance blogging, thanks to his site Consumerism Commentary. But he's also the founder and organizer of the Big Industry Awards for the personal finance blogging community. That's called the Plutus Awards. I'm actually honored to be a two-time nominee there for freelancer or individual contributor of the year. But today we are here to talk about the nonprofit side of the Plutus Awards, and that is the Plutus Foundation. The Plutus Foundation does awesome stuff. We're here every week talking about how we can make our own money better, but this time we're going to talk all about how we can help make other people's money better. So let's dive in right now with Harlan on this week's episode of the Personal Profitability Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with the man of the third hour, Harlan Landis. Are you ready to get profitable? Oh, I am so ready. I love getting profitable. It's my favorite sport. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it's it's a lot safer than football. That's all I have to say. That's true. And when I was a kid, my family, my mom would definitely not let me play football. I was def- I was the the small scrawny Jewish kid. You know, I couldn't take a tackle. It was it was she was a good parent not letting me play football. <laughs> yeah, and Jewish kids like us are just not made for football for the most part. Of course, there are always exceptions, but uh, yeah, you know, you'll see us studying. <laughs> I have the perfect physique to be a finance blogger. So exactly, it's uh, it's convenient. That's what I decided to do. So speaking (laughs) of finance blogging, I'm so excited to have you back on the show. Listeners, hopefully you went back and checked uh, Harlan's last visit before um, when we were recording live at FinCon with a couple other friends. It was an awesome time. But today we are actually here to focus primarily on the Plutus Foundation, a little Plutus 101. And the Plutus Awards started as kind of like the FinCon Industry Awards for the financial blogging community and financial media community. And that has grown into a really cool nonprofit that does uh, a lot of different projects and fundings around the country. And now they're starting some live events and they're doing some more fundraising. So that's why we're here today is just to talk about all this great stuff that's happening from the Plutus Foundation to help people all over the country uh, get better with their money. So does, does that sound like a, a good description of what you guys are doing? That's awesome and perfect. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. So could you tell everyone who has never heard of it before? Well, first, before we get to that, what is a Plutus? How did you come up with the name <laughs> for for the Plutus Awards and the Plutus Foundation? Sure. Plutus is the name of 
a Greek mythological god, and it's the Greek god of wealth. And I saw that, at, and I always thought, you, you hear the words like uh, plutocracy, and you think, okay, so somehow money is related to Pluto, um, which is what you think of when you think of those Greek roots and everything. But it turns out that there was someone else, he's more of a minor mythological creature called Plutus. And that's where the word, all the words that we have for money come from that. So I thought, hey, let's make a big deal out of that guy because he always gets the short end of the stick when it comes to <laughs> uh, mythology. So now we're going to bring some attention to Plutus and we're going to use Plutus to bring some attention to the money writers and podcasters that are out there doing all this great stuff. So that's where the name came from. That's awesome. And just to toot my own horn for a moment, because as we all know, I like to do that from time to time. I have been nominated <laughs> twice for the Plutus Award for the uh, freelancer or individual contributor of the year. And I'm hoping next year is going to be the big win. But either way, <laughs> it has been a huge honor to just have been nominated twice. So in the foundation side of things, so we, so we know what the awards are. And everyone's It's kind of like the Academy Awards for finance blogging and YouTubing and such. Um, but on the foundation side, you guys do some really great things. How did you come up with the idea to grow Plutus into a foundation? And can you share a couple of cool projects that have been funded from Plutus? Yeah, absolutely. So my mom used to ask me like when I was uh, in high school or younger, even, you know, if I had a million dollars, what would I do? And I'm like, in high school, oh, I would start an arts foundation because I had no idea what that means, but it sounded really cool. Um, <laughs> turns out that I'm in, I'm, I'm, you know, deeply involved in arts in some ways. Uh, but also, when the opportunity came, I actually thought back and I'm like, yeah, I do want to start a foundation. And, you know, now I've had this success in this in this industry for the last decade and a half. I'm going to start this foundation and it's going to focus on the same thing that I've been writing about for over a decade. And that's personal finance and financial literacy. So that's how the foundation came about. It was only just a few years ago that that we started it. So you've been writing for a long time before you even started Plutus. Can you share a little bit about your own blog that that um, led you into the personal finance world? Oh, absolutely. So I started blogging back... Before it was even called a blog. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I was updating a personal website in reverse chronological order, like, you know, a blog would be. And I was just doing it manually. And I'd been doing that since about 1994 or 1995. So uh, this is pretty soon after the web even became available to, you know, the normal college students. And of course, lots of other people soon figured it out what it was. And the web spread and, and so forth and the internet grew, whatever. And by 1999 or so, people started having blogs. Well, I had a few blogs here and there. Most of them were personal. Some of them were related to a topic. But I decided in 2003 that because my finances were such an issue for me, and they were because I had been working for a nonprofit as you know, a lowly worker in the nonprofit, not making a lot of money, it actually cost me more money to go to work than I was earning. So even wow. without living expenses, I was like, oh, I, I mean, ju just just the basic rent and transportation and everything that basically blew all of my income. And it's not like I was spending frivolously or anything. This was this was really, really tight. A few years of that um, really put me in 
you know, a bad financial situation. That's on top of student loan debt, a little bit of credit card debt, not a lot. I really didn't have time because I was working for this nonprofit almost constantly. It's not like I had time to go out and spend more money, uh, which is a good thing. But the end result was losing my apartment because I couldn't make the rent payment, uh, losing my car because I was piling up speeding tickets, trying to get to work all the time and uh, not being able to pay those and avoiding them, which is a bad idea. And I ended up losing the job and I ended up losing my girlfriend all within about two months, um, a span of two months. I imagine you had an 850 credit score. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, I didn't even know what a credit score was, but I knew that I was not able to get good rates and things like that. Yeah. So, so you were you had a tough time, it sounded like there. Yeah, it was really bad for a while. So what so was the blog instrumental in the turnaround? Not immediately. The only thing instrumental in the turnaround was moving back in with my dad. Actually, he had just moved in. He he was he had been divorced and he had a new partner. And they had just started living together. And suddenly I was taking her basement and it's like, who is this kid? This 23 um, year old kid, 24. Uh, what is he doing? You know, this is a new relationship for my dad. And suddenly I'm kind of, you know, clinging along there. So I wanted to get out there, get out of that situation as quickly as possible because I didn't want to be in their way or anything like that. And I didn't want to take advantage of the kindness that she was doing for me by allowing me to stay there for a little bit. And as a single guy in your 20s, I'm sure you were really excited to you know, tell people that you lived with your with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> it helps the dating prospects. It was it was not the ideal situation all around from a social thing. I mean, I basically I, I spent those four months that I was there um, pretty much cut off from my friends. I, I really didn't see anybody. Um, and I spent those four months <laughs> uh, working on a budget, getting a new job and figuring out a plan to get out of there. And that's uh, that's really all that I did for those four months. And I did. And um, got a new job, worked in uh, in a city where I knew I could access my job from a train. It was a normal 40 hours a week type of job. It was not the nonprofit where I was working 80 hours a week and uh, trying to make all that work. So that that was the first thing that helped me get on my feet. Of course, a few years later, that's when I started the blog kind of mid-process and uh, I started a blog about personal finance, about my money issues. I was still learning. I wanted to share what I was learning. I wanted to track my net worth month to month in a public way, although I was anonymous, uh, so that people, if, if I were to get any readers, for example, they would be able to hold me accountable. So that was the birth of consumerism commentary. That's awesome. I love that story. And, uh, you know, it's... Fun that with all the different guests we've had on the show, everyone has a unique Genesis story of what brought them to their business and, and online. It's always cool to hear when people can take a bad situation and use a new online business to make it a better situation. And I know making people's money situation better is you know the primary focus of the Plutus Foundation now. So uh, you've done a, a teen focused uh, donation or grant so far and some other grants. Can you share some different grants you've done and different projects that have been funded through the Plutus Foundation? Absolutely. So what we do through the foundation, and this is the main thing we, we do, it's the first thing we started doing, um, if you don't include the awards, it is 
a way to reach out to bloggers and podcasters who are in this space, personal finance, financial literacy. And a lot of them have projects that they would like to do. They want to get off of their website, get off of their podcast, go into their communities and work with people one-on-one or in groups and find ways to get FaceTime and interact with people and spread the word of financial literacy from whatever approach it is that they have found has connected with their audiences. So one the the first grant that we gave out was to Eva Baker. Eva has been fantastic. She has a website called Teens Got Sense, and I'm sure she's been a guest on your show before. She's been all over the place. Eva's amazing. She had a great idea to go out and uh, talk to teens about money management. And what makes this different is instead of just say, uh, having a school program where you're taught by a teacher who may not have a lot of passion for personal finance. They're probably some other type of teacher. Maybe they teach investing. Maybe they teach math. Maybe they teach health. Who knows what they teach normally? And now they've been required by their state to teach personal finance. So they don't have the passion. And the interaction between a teacher and a student is one thing that can be very different than the interaction between a peer teen, as Eva was at the time, and other teens. So that's the first thing. The other thing is that a lot of community programs about personal finance are run by somebody from either outside of town or just a stranger comes in, teaches something, and then leaves. They're out of there after their one session, and you hope that they the students have taken this information and are using it in their lives but of course they're not because they go home and the lessons that they've learned aren't being reinforced by their parents for example uh, that's just one situation that could come from this type of education but again Eva's program is different because she follows the students time after time this isn't just dropping in being an outsider, teaching some foreign concept about money management, then taking off and you never see them again. This is a this is this is your team who's here with you, and they're going to watch you as you progress through all of the things that you can learn about money management. So that's why we really loved Eva's programs. That's why we wanted to provide her with a grant so that she could go out and put this make this program active and then continue it year after year. What a great program. Eva's done such cool things. And as many of us know, most of the worst financial mistakes tend to happen between, I'd say, probably 18 and 25 or 30 years old before people start to really <laughs> learn how to take control of their money. So getting started early with financial education is so important. And I just love that the Plutus Foundation is supporting Eva and and all those great efforts. Such such a cool thing. Can you share one more uh, favorite funded project for listeners to learn a little bit more about just the diversity of what the Plutus Foundation supports? Absolutely. Another one that we, another grant that we provided was to Amanda Grossman, who this is actually a similar program. Again, it's 
money management lessons, but she developed a program called the Mount Everest Money Simulation, which is a way to teach budgeting and money management through a simulation of of an obstacle. There is uh, you, what you're doing through this project is you're trying to get yourself or an individual to climb Mount Everest. And in order to do that, you have to face all these financial challenges along the way. You have to budget for things. And it's a great interactive way to teach money management. So again, we're really proud of that. We've also sponsored different events. We've sponsored Heroes at Home, which is uh, a great event that's put on for military members. All the specific things that they need to know specifically about managing their money, because there are a lot of details that are different when you're in the military. So that's a fantastic program that we've sponsored as well. Very cool. So for listeners, uh, why today are we talking about um, the Plutus Foundation and all this great work they are doing? Um, this is a great time of year for us to open up our wallets and hand over a few dollars and support some of those great efforts out there. The Plutus Foundation is a real live nonprofit, um, so you can make donations there. And we just had Thanksgiving over this last week and all of those fun celebrations that follow like Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Giving Tuesday. And we want to keep that ball rolling and bring some more money into the Plutus Foundation for some of the great things um, that they're doing. So how could people, if they are inspired and excited, whether they want to give you know a dollar or a dollar with a lot more zeros on the end, how would they do that? <laughs> Hopefully everybody caught our Giving Tuesday Marathon on Facebook Live. That was a lot of fun. We had a lot of guests. We talked all day about financial literacy and personal finance. So that was a great thing. It was a great way to kick off our Giving Tuesday and uh, the rest of the uh, you know this this campaign that we're doing through the end of the year. And we'd love to raise more money to be able to give out more grants. We have more programs in store like Plutus Voices, which you may have heard about. Uh, that's a program that we're bringing to different cities in 2019. We had our first preview in New York City in November. We're going to have our second preview this month in Phoenix. So you can look for the details there. This is going to be a great event where we hear from voices we don't normally hear from in personal finance. And we talk about topics we don't normally hear about. And these are important topics. Definitely take a look at that. Uh, but that's just one other thing that we're doing with the Plutus Foundation. And what we need is your support in order to make these things happen. So uh, we are hoping to raise $10,000 by the end of the year. We're off to a great start. And in order to participate, we encourage all members of bloggers uh, of the media, financial media, our direct beneficiaries are bloggers, podcasters in finance so that they can do what they do better and then expand their message and get the word of financial literacy out. So we're affecting thousands of people throughout the United States, and we hope to interact with even more. And that is what your donations go to if you are able to contribute. And you can do that by going to PlutusFoundation.org slash Giving Tuesday. You can read a little bit about the campaign, and there's an option to uh, provide whatever you're comfortable with. And remember, listeners, this is the first nonprofit pitch I've ever allowed on the show. So obviously, the Plutus <laughs> Foundation is very important to me. I think it's so important to you know all of what I what I'm dedicating my life to. You know, well, yes, it's nice to make the money and get paid for writing about money. Um, I'm also 
you know, proud that what I do every day helps people improve their money and improve their finances. Hopefully your money has been helped in some way by being a listener of this show. And if you want to pay it forward, it doesn't cost that much to make a big impact on people's finances through the Plutus Foundation. So thank you so much, uh, Harlan, for joining us today. So before we go, um, one little factoid about you. So you've had multiple nicknames over the years um, through your <laughs> blogging journey. Uh, could you share a little bit about your history of online names and different pseudonyms? Because I just think that's a fun story. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, in high school, I went by the name Spike. Um, one of my teachers just offhandedly, offhandedly called me that once uh, because of, I guess I had a spiky haircut um, for like a day. And uh, so he called me Spike. It caught on with a bunch of people. Uh, so I've used that online. I've used the name Spike online. So that one's new to me. Yeah, see, there's a there's a lot, uh, you know, that that uh, there, there's always new information. I'm always <laughs> um, full of surprises. Uh, but yeah, when I started consumerism commentary, I uh, wanted to be anonymous because I was posting very intimate details about my finances, about my job. I didn't want anything. You know, if I if if I were to find another traditional job someday um, and someone was doing their research, searching on Google for my name to see what's up, I didn't want them to see my salary history, for example. I didn't want them to see my net worth, but I still wanted to share this information. So I went and chose a name that it could be anonymous. And I must have been watching the show Futurama at the time because somehow I ended up choosing the name Flexo, which is like a minor character in that show. So that is the name that I went by for a long time. And it was cool because, you know, it sort of set me apart in some ways and gave me kind of an identity that was a little bit different and attracted some attention. But at some point throughout this whole crazy time where I was writing about money, um, I was approached by different outlets that wanted me to write for them. You know, these professional publications didn't want to have a byline with the name Flexo. That just seemed a little unprofessional. So I decided to go by my middle name, which is Luke. I had shifted consumerism commentary over from Flexo to Luke Landis and was writing um, money articles. And now now I've gone back <laughs> and shifted to my first name. So now uh, you can find everything that I do under the name Harlan Landis. And uh, if I don't ever have to um, find a traditional job again, it um, it's it's fine. <laughs> they can they they can find whatever they want about me on Google and it's all matter. out there. It's all out there now. Well, thank you so much, Flexo Harlan Luke Landis, for joining <laughs> us today. If anyone wants to connect with you and find more about you, where should they head online? In addition to those Plutus Foundation links we already talked about, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Harlan Landis. You can also uh, go to plutusawards.com, plutusfoundation.org. Those are the best places, really. And, of course, all of these different things, the Plutus Awards, the Plutus Foundation, uh, they're also on Facebook, so you can find us there. Oh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have lots of Plutus Awards videos on the Plutus Foundation channel. We'll be adding lots of videos to that as we go forward, so make sure you subscribe to the Plutus Foundation YouTube channel. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Well, there is a wrap on that one, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Harlan as much as I did. Now, we're going to do something a little different next week. 
We're not going to have a show. We're actually going to take the next few weeks off for the rest of the year. I am off to Israel. I'm taking a couple weeks to go visit the Holy Land with my dad. So I'm going to skip a couple weeks of this show. Sometimes we just need to take a vacation and I think I've earned it. So that's what we're going to do for the next couple weeks. We're going to just take some time off. So I hope you enjoy the holidays and the rest of the year with your family and get ready to start the new year with a bang because I'm launching a brand new new profitability coaching program and i'm taking five people only for the very first month so that's going to be a three-month program the fee is going to be six hundred dollars and if you want to have a chance to sign up make sure you join the email list at personalprofitability.com there's a whole bunch of different ways you can do it there just click on those enter your email and you will find out about personal profitability coaching where you can work with me one-on-one to improve your money. But that's it for this year. I hope you have a great rest of 2018. Stay profitable in your personal money and your business. It is really a pleasure to have all of you here, and I hope you take a little time to think about what your money means to you, maybe even support the Plutus Foundation, and work on building a profitable plan for 2019 and beyond. That is all for this time, so I'll talk to you later. Until next time, stay profitable. We'll be right back.